0: Disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge.
1: I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson. And joining me this week, we got fellow podcaster, as well as big man working on some big TV and movie sets, Nick Green. Hello, Tony. Hello again. Welcome back. It's been a minute. It has. Not since the... It's been almost an entire season since you've last been on. That's crazy. That's heresy. (laughs) It's heresy. I I uh, apologize for my absence. Hey, no, it's all good, dude. Uh... And uh, I might as well tease this up. There are plans in the works to bring on his actual group, his the whole podcast of Out of Focus on this season. There are Hell works. Yeah. Uh, it was originally set for today, but things, obviously real-life scheduling happens, but we still got the man himself here.
2: Yes, sir. I couldn't leave you uh, hanging. I, uh, I figured I owed you that much. But yeah, uh, a crossover is in the works, so... As soon as scheduling conflicts are not a problem, we will uh, will come on and crash your party.
1: <laughs> Excellent. And honestly, this is a, what a week. Um, because the headline of the week this week oh is the God. Nintendo Direct. And there's if there's one person I would have wished to get on for this episode, but be, of course it would it would have been too last minute. I would have loved to see our boy Uncle Red here to see his yeah. reactions to this. Oh God, because
2: what Dude, a direct really anybody's reaction to like with how that direct went it you're gonna get some talking points oh yes absolutely
1: absolutely um so we're gonna kick things off so the direct started off uh with capcom coming out and announcing the i guess the the next or the first big dlc for monster hunter rise sunbreak it looks interesting i don't play the monster hunter games the monsters look cool um, and it's yeah, set for well, summer. Well, that's the most important part, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's set for summer 2022, so a little, a little bit of a wait. But you know what? I think the game still has like a lot of content in its to, to make yeah, it. I think uh, they
2: seem to be servicing that game like really well. I think yes, it's still absolutely. selling phenomenally,
1: if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's one of the top
2: selling Switch games right now. Yeah, that's crazy because it came out like uh, quite a while
1: ago, didn't it? A couple months ago, I believe. I think it came out god i don't even remember i'll re- here, here's what i'll remember when i do my yearly recap of 2021 then i'll yeah. remember when it came out because i'll be that's, that's a future tony list. problem that's a future Yeah, it is a future tony problem <laughs> uh and then of course uh of course of course uh, uh, uh koizumi comes here. out <laughs> you see i say that because i'm like of course koizumi comes out then to host the direct as he always does as he seems to be the new face for the nintendo direction uh, and we got our first batch of headlines, starting with more info on Mario Party Superstars, which I'm excited for. I am super excited because we're getting five classic boards from the N64 era of games, which is 1, 2, and 3, as well as um, a bunch of minigames throughout the entire series. Uh, so they showed off a couple more things of those, which is dope. It's actually proper Mario Party with just the new engine that they're using. And again, it comes out October 29th at the end of the month, which is really good timing because at the beginning of the month, Monkey Ball comes out. So, oh, yeah, there's a new Monkey Ball coming out. I forgot about that. Yeah, Banana, ma- banana, banana Media, the eight, it's basically the HD remaster of one, two and deluxe. Oh, nice. Yeah, that would be smart to space those out then. Yes, it's also got a bunch of Sega reps. We have Beat from Jet Set Radio, Sonic and Tails. Oh wow. Kazuma Kiryu from Yakuza. Uh, <laughs> Morgana for Persona Morgana from Persona 5 and Hello Kitty.
2: Oh good. Hello Kitty is made Yeah. And That's if you pre-order in Super the Monkey game, Ball
1: or in Yeah, it's Super Sh- Monkey, there could be playable characters. Oh my god. And if you pre-order the game, you get access to To play as uh, Sega consoles like the Dreamcast and (laughs) the Saturn. Yeah. What is this game? It's gonna be great. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I have to pre-order it uh, this upcoming week because I want those. I want to play as the Dreamcast, man. I'm gonna main the Dreamcast. (laughs)
2: Dude, exclusively uh, Sega consoles and
1: Yakuza cast members.
2: <laughs> now that's a party.
1: Legit, I was going to call it uh, uh, Super Monkey Ball and Sega All-Stars because that's really what it is. Yeah, no
2: kidding. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Dude, literally just make a party game uh, in the Yakuza world. That would be <laughs> wonderful. If they don't already have some sort of minigame within the Yakuza games themselves.
1: Uh, I mean... They have a bunch of mini-games in the Yakuza games. Uh, I'm trying to think back of like any party... Oh, wait. Uh, well, technically, uh, certain ones have uh, Puyo Puyo, and you can play that locally with another friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, we'll you got Puyo there. Puyo. I mean. uh, oh God. Back to the Direct. Um, uh, they, uh, Square Enix uh, announced uh, their new RPG, Voice of the Cards, uh, the Isle... Isle Isle Dragon Roars. It's uh, basically an RPG game where, like, everything's made of cards. And uh, there's some... The combat is, like, card combat with some dice rolls involved. Comes out October 28th as well.
2: Yeah, that had a pretty uh, interesting uh, art style.
1: Yeah, I really enjoy. Yeah, Square is definitely, like, the new art style they're getting for, like, their RPGs, like, their new RPGs. I really like Mm -hmm. where it's going. Yeah. Like, it's... They're using uh, the Octopath um engine for dragon class 3 remake and that looks beautiful oh really
2: yeah that that octopath like style just is so captivating it is it's probably one of my favorite recent like um uh, art
1: styles lately absolutely uh then we got a trailer for disco elysium the final cut uh it comes out october 12th digitally and it will get a physical copy they announced but that won't be until 2022
2: Very cool. That's one I, that's on my list to try. I don't know if it coming to the switch any, is any more motivating, but it is cool to see that it's coming to another platform.
1: Yes. Uh, then we got the I guess I would assume the final trailer for Hyrule warriors, the expansion pass as wave two, we got that trailer for guardian of remembrance, which comes October 29th. And if you've, of course, if you pre-ordered or if you have the expansion pass already, that's when it'll drop for you. And it looks like you'll finally be able to play as Robbie and Pura uh in their as their young forms. And uh yeah, it looks dope. Uh I still need to go back and play the game. I have it, and I've <laughs> barely touched it. But uh, that was also during a time where it's like do I play this or do I play Persona 5 Strikers, which is also a Warriors game, and I chose strikers.
2: Right. <laughs> you have to you have to prioritize which uh uh what do they call it
1: again? like warriors type games
2: yeah hack
1: i know that there's slash, like an awesome. actual like that people have like a proper thing for it like aside from like warriors like, like i don't remember the, what the actual word is yeah it's under the hack and slash genre though right yeah think, essentially yeah one versus a hundred type type risk. Right. uh then we got probably one of the weirder games on this list i would never expect square enix to make chocobo gp <laughs>
2: Dude, they gotta
1: fill that Mario
2: Kart void, man. They people really are do. Sick of the Mario Kart Eight, so they yeah. Gotta, people so are then, so coming now in we're getting.
1: And... Uh, you can play as Chocobo, uh, Gilgamesh, I think Efrit, and a bunch of other Final Fantasy characters in a race. I, yeah. I mean, it looks. <laughs> it's certainly it certainly looks a like game. a kart racer. It looks like a kart racer, yeah, so absolutely. Uh, yeah. Then, uh, Koizumi comes back out and is like. Hey, regarding all you Smash Bros. fans, don't worry—we got you covered. On October fifth, Sakurai will come back here and give us the final Sakurai presents and reveal the final DLC character. Oh man, are right. do we are we doing predictions? Do you have a prediction, oh, Tony? God. I don't. I don't even know at this point. Like my prediction, maybe Crash. Maybe I, I, I'm still in the hope for Sora, but I doubt it. Crash is like maybe one of the more realistic picks I have. Okay. But I, I I really don't know who it could be. Sora,
2: that's not from Kingdom Hearts, is it? Yeah, Kingdom Hearts Sora. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I'm a Halo boy, so I mean, putting Chief, Chief in cool. everything would be great. I mean, he's already in Fortnite, but that also yeah, might exactly. be the
1: downside. He's already in Fortnite. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can either be in Smash or Fortnite, not both. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Uh, then we got our first big reveal of the direct Kirby and the Forgotten Land. A breakthrough for the Kirby franchise because no longer is he a 2D platformer. It's his first 3D non-linear path game.
2: See, that I was not aware of. I I uh, I just assumed he had kind of the same, uh, like library as mario where no kirby all of kirby's all of kirby's
1: games aside from i think one exception which is kirby 64 and the crystal stars right uh but that's still i think it it still follows the linear path even though it's 3d Mm -hmm. so it's uh this is his first free form like open world action adventure game that's very exciting
2: i i was uh like very into what we saw um it looks very odyssey yes uh, like which i mean isn't a bad thing because really it's hard to go wrong with that formula
1: it really it really is uh, yeah exactly yeah i'm looking forward to
2: it i was really concerned uh at first when we saw those first few shots of the like dilapidated city and whatnot i'm like is this in like the last of us (laughs) or like
1: or in the Horizon Zero Dawn? My, my thought world. when we saw it, I'm like, okay, this, I, this is, like, very colorful. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, but it's also, like, a bit to so I'm like, it could be Splatoon. It could be something else. Right. But it was Kirby. I'm like, oh, hey, Kirby. Let's go. <laughs> you see the pink ball in the sand. I'm like, oh, wow. Wasn't expecting that. Oh, wow. I, yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> it's spring 2022 release date. So it's looking good for our pink friend. We're getting uh not only did they announce the Smash Direct that's coming in October, we they also announced that there's gonna be an Animal Crossing direct in October after yeah. teasing the roost. Yeah, Brewster's finally coming. Finally. Oh, it's been years. It, it, well, it's it's technically it's, it's only really it's been a year, yeah. Uh, a it's, little more in the, than in a the year. animal crossing
2: uh, communities I've perused it's felt like years,
1: yeah, it feels like it's been years, but the game only came out last year, which is crazy to think that
2: very exciting,
1: though for yeah very exciting, uh, I kind of wish you did the suitor though,
2: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The actual amount of amount of content dropped in that game has
1: been a little few and far between, yes. But- um, so th- it's gonna be a whole direct on all. The- they're going so it's gonna be they're gonna show off a bit more than just the roost. Hopefully with this direct, and they're gonna say more content would be nice. But yeah, that's that's gonna happen. Uh, then we got some quick updates on a couple other games. Uh, a new- the next uh, free update for Mario Golf is coming, adding Koopa Troopa and Ninji as playable characters, and two brand new courses ninji looks adorable yeah i'm like that was that's an interesting mario character i've never heard of before
2: oh really i was gonna ask you
1: who that was but i guess we'll both I be in the dark do not know <laughs> uh, then we're getting a 3ds game ported to the switch disney magical world 2 enchanted edition and then uh of this of this batch of three then they announced hey nice of the old republic is coming to the switch <laughs> And I was just like, okay, wait, what? <laughs> hold on. Just hold on a second. Hold on a second. Wait, what? Yeah, nice of the Old Republic. I actually a big reveal at the Sony event a couple weeks ago uh, where it's getting completely remastered for the PlayStation 5. Uh, they're just like, oh, yeah, the original game is now going to be on the Switch. So now you can take your Star Wars on the go. And then, uh, out of left field, the game I did not think would actually ever come to the Switch just because, you know, hardware, Dying Light 2 is confirmed for the Switch now.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's the, like, streaming version. The or cloud already, right? version. The yeah. cloud version, yeah, yeah. It's
1: gonna be confirmed, it'll be out February 4th, but then they said, oh, yeah, and also if you want to play the original, Dying Light Platinum Edition will be out October 19th for the Switch. And just like, they also bro, what? called it
2: the prequel, which was very strange to me. I don't know about you. They, like, it's the original. I mean, you're not wrong, I guess.
1: Yeah. A prequel comes after, though, usually. They're just acting like the first game never existed. It's all about Dying Light 2, baby. Yeah. Uh, we then got an update from Triangle Strategy, that game that they showed off at the er- beginning of this year, I believe. Uh, they, uh, they said that, Hey, we got your feedback from playing you the demo version. Thanks for playing the demo version. Went through a quick list of everything that was, uh, getting improved and said the full game will be out March 4th, 2022. So that's cool. Look forward to that. If you're a fan of RPGs, we then got another trailer and probably the last trailer for Metroid Dread. Cause that comes out on the 8th of October, which is very, very soon. Uh yeah, it looks cool. Uh I've only played one Metroidvania type game though and that's Hollow Knight. And I need to if I want to play Dread, I really want to play the other Metroid games to understand everything that's going on.
2: Yeah, that's kind of the same boat I'm in. Uh unless it gets like a like crazy high scores um and has like glowing reviews, I'll probably hold off, especially cuz of the price point for yeah. those Nintendo games, so Excited, but
1: not excited enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then hopeful that it does well. Yes. Uh, we then got our second big announcement from the direct, the Nintendo Online Membership. Oh yeah. Specifically, uh, they're calling it the Expansion Pass for it. Where basically, um, there's going to be they're going to be adding, adding new stuff to your Nintendo Online Membership in the form of the N64 and Sega Genesis online collections that you can play with the, your online membership. The only thing is, um, it's going to cost a bit more. And they didn't give exact prices of how much more it will cost for this expansion pass, pr- essentially. Uh, but they said they will uh, launch... They pl- they're they planning on launching it late Oct- late October, so d- price discussions will probably be announced Next month, essentially, before it comes out. So, oh, and they're also uh, releasing N sixty four and Genesis controllers for the Switch, wirelessly, yes, as well. they are. So, quick,
2: quick question: Do you think fifty bucks is uh worth
1: is worth that? I don't know. Like currently, so what I pay because the Nintendo Online I got the single membership. And I play that yearly, which is like for what, the 20? for the controllers. Oh, oh, were, for the I controllers. Oh, for, for the controllers. For, yeah, yeah. God no. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not for those. I mean, nah, nah. If you're like a collector, sure, go go for it. But like, the N64 controller is nah. I don't know. They pay fifty bucks for that. But See, I mean, like, it is wireless. Part of me is like,
2: yeah. I was gonna say. Part of me is like, fifty bucks for uh, like modern or semi-modern controller tech just reframed into the classic framework uh, seems plausible, especially when, like, modern-day controllers are 80 or 90 bucks even. So, I mean, yeah, but also... But also, uh, yeah, it's, kind it's of a more of the gram. gimmick,
1: be gimmicky stuff because, you yeah. know... I think it's only going to be available online is what they said as well. Cause yeah, like you have to be a donors. member
2: to actually yeah. order them.
1: So, yeah, it's interesting to say the least, and I wonder how much they're going to, like, up the price if you want those, if you want the collections.
2: Yeah, I heard, like, speculations from everything, like, double the price point of what I it is I don't think currently. it'll be double. I'm
1: thinking maybe an additional 10 bucks. Like, Nintendo's pretty good. Like, for the Switch online membership, honestly, I will say, like, the price is actually at a good point. It's definitely much cheaper than xbox and playstation every year yeah but then like the other thing with that too of like xbox and playstation
2: you're getting like
1: yes you're absolutely games. getting your you're getting your money's worth for what you get whereas the yeah. switch is like you'll sometimes connect to a smash game Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah We've then got a couple other game announcements. Shadowrun Trilogy coming in 2022. Castlevania, the Advance Collection. So I think it's the Game Boy Advance uh, Castlevania games. That is out now. Actraiser Renaissance, which is also out now. And Deltarune Chapter 1 and 2, the free update to Deltarune Chapter 1 on the Switch, is also out now.
2: That's pretty exciting. Uh, So I remember hearing some news like a week or two ago, maybe
1: about a uh, Castlevania uh, bundle. Is that different from the one that got announced yesterday? I think so because I think the first bundle that was announced is like the original like SNES games, and this one's right. like the okay. next. I think this is like the next batch of the games
2: in the gotcha that they okay. have. Well, then that's really cool because then you just have even more. Exactly. That, uh, if you're a Castlevania theories.
1: fan, it's it's, it's going to be a good time, unless exactly. I mean, I would ask, Zach, I would ask my boy Zach because he knows a lot more about all the Castlevania games than I ever could. So, well, there you go. Um, hopefully, hopefully they do
2: something along the same lines with like the Metroid games. That would be nice. That would be. You cool. think they would have with you th- a you new really one think coming that, out? Like,
1: I'm kind of surprised that they haven't like put out like an HD Metroid bundle to celebrate. Dread's release like prior to it to like hey if you haven't played them before here's the mainline games specifically and then we get into the final big three announcements the first one you know i'm I'm gonna save the first one for last because (laughs) that's probably the biggest of the three so the second to last announcement we got was splatoon 3 we got some more details on splatoon 3 and uh, specifically the title of the campaign, Return of the Mammalians. Return of the Mammalians. Mammalians. But, is, yeah, Mammalians, yeah. yes. Because they're aliens, but they're also mammals. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that uh, biology logic is. Yeah. Uh, it looks cool. I, I've never played the Splatoon games, but I know a couple people who do and are excited for this. So uh, some of the new weapons look cool. Like, There's like a crab mech ball for like yeah. the main that looks that cool looks that looks crazy. cool uh and then Did lastly the second
2: game have
1: a campaign or is this the yeah first all campaign? three all three games have had a campaign all three okay well that's cool the second one technically had two because octo expansion was also also had a campaign and then the last reveal uh they're like oh take a look at this and we come into the city, and if you if you pay attention, one of the billboards, one of the electronic signs, has the Platinum Games logo. I'm like, oh, okay, it's Platinum. I'm like, it, we're at, it's either gonna... And I'm like, Bayo? And so we see some army fighting off these giant aliens, I'm like, no Bayo yet. I'm like, well, it could be... And I'm like, with how the aliens were designed, I'm like, I don't know if it's Bayo. It might be Astral Chain 2. And then basically the army gets wiped out, and then a bullet strikes one of the alias and we see the dog mascot from astral chain i'm like oh it's astral chain 2 damn feels bad for the Bayo people huh (laughs) and then just as the monster's about to attack the dog Bayo comes down saves the day i'm like oh it is bayonetta wow talk about a debate eh (laughs) so bayonetta 3 finally a new trailer uh some gameplay as well with it and a release date for 2022 nothing exact set in stone but, hey, Bayonetta 3, we finally have something on it after four years of waiting. Yeah,
2: got announced in, what, 2017? 2017. Crazy.
1: Now, back to the first thing that we looked over. So Papa Shiggy, Shigeru Miyamoto, comes out. He's like, hello, everybody. Hello. And I'm like, oh, are we a new Mario game? He's like, I don't have any game announcements for you, but I would like to update you all on the Super Mario movie that we are working on with Illumination, the people who have made Despicable Me and the Minions, because that's who's picked it up i'm like okay yeah we've we've known that for a while mm-hmm. i have a release date for you i'm like oh shit a release date that's cool holiday 2022 december 31st 21st, i think it, it's 21st like this for north america i think yeah for and north then... america yeah And i'm like damn that's kind of dope we finally have a release date for it that's kind of cool that means we'll see trailers next year for it which i'm excited for and then like we'd also like to announce the cast i'm like oh shit okay as Mario, Chris Pratt. I'm like, uh, oh, wait, 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 excuse me, what? Uh, okay,
2: I audibly cackled when that <laughs> came onto the screen yesterday. I lost my shit. I, so I uttered something along the lines of, this can't
1: be real. Oh, but it gets better. So then they announced... Anya Anya Taylor Joy as Peach. I don't know who that is. I don't know who Anya Taylor I, Joy is.
2: I really enjoy her. Uh, that's pretty like spot on casting. I would say it's yeah hard hard be, you would be hard pressed to like find a like a better uh, suitor, I guess.
1: Okay, okay. And then <laughs> the one where I went no, no. <laughs> Charlie Day as Luigi (laughs) And I just instantly said Oh god, Luigi's gonna do Luigi, Always Sunny And Luigi (laughs) It's, no I'm like, well, how da Okay It's like every other uh, If you
2: look at the cast Lineup, it's like every other Casting is like, oh, okay And then
1: they cut to the next one, it's like, What? (laughs) And that, uh, speaking of that, Jack Black will be Bowser. And that one, I was like, you know what, that that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, like I there's something in my mind yeah, that's just right? like, you know what, I can see that. I can see that. Keegan Michael Key is Toad. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> if,
2: if you asked me who Keegan Michael Key would be playing in the Mario movie, it would have taken me a long time to get to Toad. Oh,
1: uh, you see, I'm just picturing a bunch of Toads doing a key and peel sketch that's what when, when they said that my mind instantly went to the fucking uh the pizza for one sketch from key and peel I'm envisioning
2: <laughs> the uh the stuffed animals from Toy Story 4 or key and peel I have not them. seen Toy Story 4 yet oh man it's it's a weird weird casting
1: and then Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. See,
2: and that's another one. I'm
1: like, <laughs> I'm okay. like, you know yeah, what? I'm I interested. can kind of see it, but then I'm like, oh god, Donkey Kong doing. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just lost it there. Uh, and then they're like, oh yes, and of course, Charles Martinet will also be voicing a couple other character, other characters, I'm like others. Yes. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: And then lastly, they showed off uh, three more actors. Uh, Fred Armisen is. As- Cranky Kong, which kind of fits, because I'm like, you know what, yeah, Fred Armisen's got some good voice acting talent. Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, and Sebastian Maniscalco as Spike. That's that's the cast. What a... uh... What a cast, man. What a cast. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm disappointed they didn't show us. I, I, I'm disappointed that we're not getting a Wario or a Waluigi, or, you know, they haven't announced a Wario or Waluigi, because I'm like, oh, man, with them not announcing that, I feel like we're going to get them as an end credit scene now. <laughs> well, you know, if
2: if um Charles Martinet doesn't voice them, then I'm sure let's be real let's
1: let's be real Wario and Waluigi are not gonna be if they are in this film they are not gonna be voiced by Charles Martinet. with what what they've done to every other main character no yeah you're it's not gonna be Charles Martinet. he's gonna voice like uh, you see I I was seeing some funny memes like oh boy I can't wait for uh Danny DeVito to voice Yoshi (laughs) oh yeah with the egg meme God.
2: <laughs> um yeah, man. You know, with how this casting has gone, I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Danny McBride was Wario. Uh
1: yeah, so that's the cast. Um I I can't wait I cannot wait to see a trailer for this movie. Yeah, man. It's and the he Shigeru uh
2: emphasized the fact that Mario will be talking a lot in the movie
1: too. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be very interesting. I want I I, 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 I want to know what this plot is. I want to know what happens. Like what are they like what are they going to do? Like are they going to do like the like where the start of the movie p- person's playing Super Mario, you, you know you have Charles Martinet a- voicing it but then like somebody hits the device and then they come into the real world and then all of a sudden Mario's talking like Chris Pratt. <laughs> is that was is that is this what gonna, the plot's going to be or is it all going to be in the Mushroom Kingdom and it's just going to be weird?
2: yeah I don't know man I wish I could give some sort of guess but like who knows and like I want to give Chris Pratt the benefit of the doubt yeah
1: absolutely I want to give them the benefit of the doubt as well but still huh <sighs> such yeah weird It's who weird. knows who knows uh, but with that that's our headline of the week it's time to now jump into probably a bit more normal stuff
0: with the week in review Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is The Week in Review.
1: And uh, to kick us off, some of the past games that came out this past week Kena Bridge of Spirits came out for the PlayStation 5. Finally! Finally!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, this has been at the top of my most anticipated list this whole year, ever since it got announced. And. I've been enjoying the hell out of it it's It's not often that you get a game that meets the expectations you have for it when you get it and dive in. Um, but it it met my expectations it's uh it's absolutely gorgeous. The uh, systems all work pretty well. Um, and like the story so far is actually pretty engaging. And, yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better first entry from Ember Lab. Like, it's pretty impressive when you think about the fact that this is their
1: very first game. Oh, yeah. Nice. Hey, that's great to to hear. Uh, We also had Lost Judgment come out, which I've been playing. Gotta say, I love me the side content, because, legit, all I've done in that game so far is the arcade stuff, which I've almost completed. I played Shogi for a good hour to do all those challenges. Uh, and your boy actually had to learn some Shogi because of course with it coming out this early and like a worldwide release for the first time ever, not early in Japan, there's no guides to help you with like the Shogi puzzles or any of the mini game tips and tricks yet. So it's like oh, fuck, I got to do this on my own. I got to learn what shogi pieces do. Guess I'll just learn Japanese. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Judgment's actually one of the few games that uh, I actually play in English. Like, every other Yakuza game, I play in Japanese. Judgment and Lost Judgment, I play in English because the cast for... The English cast for Judgment in the first game was a phenomenal cast. Uh, And the second game, I I have one strife with the game... And it's, they don't have, um, God, was it Crispin Freeman as Kaito again? They have some other guy doing his voice and I'm like, ah, it's not, it's not Crispin Freeman because Crispin Freeman made Kaito sound good. And this new guy just makes him sound fucking, I I don't like his new voice actor. I don't like him. It's very jarring. Uh, and of course, Death Stranding Director's Cut also came out for the PlayStation 5.
2: I can't say much on that. I haven't played the game. (laughs)
1: If you want a good uh conversation of Death Stranding, go listen to their uh Out of Focus, because they had an episode on Death Stranding.
2: Yes, we sure did. Uh my buddy Scott gave me and Michael the lowdown on uh that fever dream of a game.
1: Uh in the news department, Disney Classic Games Collection was announced, featuring Lion King, Jungle Book, and Aladdin, the like any the NES titles, uh or the SNES titles. They're now going to be in the collection coming out for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And that'll be out November 9th. and you're able to switch between like the two versions of each of the games that came out, like the Sega version and the the Sega Sony version and the Nintendo version. Nice. So that's if you're a fan of those old Disney games, you can check those yeah, if you out. Yeah,
2: want to get your ass handed to you by uh, pixelated Disney characters.
1: Yeah. Uh. In a apple some Apple and fortnite news, even though the lawsuit's over, Apple could be keeping fortnite off of i o s and Mac systems for five years uh as they're currently in the appeal process that appeal process could go up to five years um and they wow. could uh max that out to keep them off uh after the tri- Now that the trial's over so yeah uh that's the thing. <laughs> feels bad but honestly they they apple did lose the big thing of like hey yeah third party uh payment options payment uh, platforms can now be used on apple you can't have a monopoly over that anymore apple and that kicks in in 90 days and so apple probably salty about that is like well fuck you you're not getting your game on here for five more years and Activision Blizzard news, because boy, oh boy, more shit comes out about them every day. Uh, We have another casualty, uh, and that casualty is Overwatch 2 development head Chaco Sunny. He's no longer part of the company. He's left. Left or fired? Uh, (laughs) He's not there anymore. I don't know. I believe he left on his own terms there, but you know, it's still because of everything going on with that company. Uh... According to some reports, a new Star Wars game is in the current is in the works at Quantic Dream, which is very interesting. Those
2: are the guys behind uh,
1: Detroit Become Human. Detroit right? Become Human, Beyond Two Souls, Heavy Rain. Those people. Yeah. Um, so that would be interesting. I would like to. It would be very story heavy, which I think uh, a lot of people would like. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So that's very interesting. Excited to see where that goes. Uh, In some Deltarude news, Toby Fox has said that the next three chapters will drop together, but they will not be free-to-play like this uh, second chapter was. Um, And he said that uh, when these three chapters do eventually drop, it will be more expensive than what Undertale currently is. In some Twitch news, they've made a deal with the National Music Publishers Association, meaning you're fine if you accidentally play some DMCA-able music. You won't get banned. Instead, you'll just get a warning, or you only get a warning. You'll be like, hey, you played this, delete your VODs, and you're all good. And, uh, so you know what? They're actually helping them. They obviously, you still cannot play some DM- the DMCA music, but at least they're being like, instead of just getting instant banned, they're actually being like, hey, 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 hey. Just delete your shit, and you're fine. And here's here's the warning to let you know that it happened. And lastly, it was a short week for the news. Uh, Phasmophobia had its anniversary update, adding an overhaul to the journal system and uh, being less punishing if you uh, lose. And that's really all there was for the news this week. In the world of TCG, in Pokemon Fusion Strike, that releases November 12th. And Pokemon Trading Card Game is going to be getting a new video game uh, called Trading Card Game Live. It'll be for mobile and PC. It'll be a way to play the TCG. Free to play as well. It'll be coming out later this, this year. So within the next couple of months or so. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! We got the 25th anniversary Kaiba set. The briefcase with the blue eyes and a bunch of other packs. Uh, pre-orders are ongoing now. You can pre-order until the end of October. We got the structure deck Cyber Strike coming October 14th. Legendary Duelist Synchro Storm on the 29th of October. Burst of Destiny and Grand Creators Booster Box on Nov Oh, sorry. Burst of Destiny to November 3rd, Grand Creators Box, December 3rd, Hidden Arsenal Chapter 1, January 28th. The Karibo Collection, February 10th, and the Speed Duel GX Duel Academy, February 25th. And The Forbidden and limited card list has been updated and will be taking effect October 1st. And lastly, Magic the Gathering Innistrad Midnight Hunt is now available everywhere online and the full physical release are out right now. And Crimson Vow Online will drop November 11th and the full release will be November 19th. And lastly, in board game news, Blade Runner is going to be set to take a tabletop RPG. Uh, in 2022, it's being developed by Free League Publishing. They made Alien the tabletop game as well. Oh, some some Ridley Scott fans in <laughs> that uh, developer. Set to be take place between the events of the first two movies. And that's the week interview. Moving on to what games are coming out uh, next week from September, 10th, September 27th to October 3rd. Here are the
0: games that should be on your radar. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar.
1: No releases on Monday, but on Tuesday, Away, the Survival Series, comes to the PS5, PS4, and PC. Ghost Runner comes to the Series X and PS5. In Sound Mind comes to the Series X, PS5, and PC. Gate comes to everything except the Switch. Neo, The World Ends With You comes to the PC as well as New World. Steel Assault comes to the Switch and PC, and Outer Wilds Echoes of the Eye DLC comes to the Xbox One, PS4, and PC. On Wednesday, Insurgency Sandstorm comes to the PS4 and Xbox One, and Guardians of Hyalur comes to the PC. On Thursday, Aeon Drive comes to everything, as well as Astria Ascending. Darksiders 3 comes to the Switch. E-Football 2022 comes to everything except the Switch. Hot Wheels Unleashed comes out on everything. Imposter Factory comes to the PC, as well as Rogue Lords. The Last Friend comes to the Switch and PC. Bonfire Peaks comes to the PlayStations, PC, and Switch. Bubble Bubble 4, Friends, The Baron's Workshop comes to the PC. Demon Skin comes to the Switch, Xbox One, and PS4. Industria comes to the PC. And Jurassic World Aftermath Part 2 comes to the Oculus VR. And lastly, on Friday, FIFA 22 comes to everything but the Switch, and Phoenix Point comes to the PS4 and Xbox One. Big game. A lot of games coming out this week. A lot of games. Uh, Big ones. Obviously, FIFA 22 if you're a sports fan and you pay for the yearly roster updates for those games. (laughs) Uh, which we talked about last episode. If you want to hear us, uh, me and my boy Sean Marks talk about that, go listen to last week's episode as we discuss those. Uh, We also, what else came out? Um, uh, Lemnisk Gate, that's a big one. Uh, That's the first-person shooter strategy game.
2: Oh, that's an interesting combo.
1: Yeah, basically it's like you take turns moving on a map, to kill each other. It's like you have like five. It's very interesting. Watch the, tr- go check out the trailer for this game because it's, it looks very interesting. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed. That's a big one that people have been looking forward to as well. Yeah. That's
2: kind of the only one that was on my radar from that list. I heard uh, some pretty, pretty big hype for that one. It could be a fun arcade racer.
1: Yes. And you can also build your own tracks.
2: Yeah. That's a good uh, feature to have in something like that
1: with, Hot Wheels. Yeah, spe- yeah, especially Hot Wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, that's all the games that are coming out this week. It's time for us to now jump in and talk about some big, juicy topics this week in the Game Lounge.
0: Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge.
1: And, as I always say, Nick, why don't you kick off our first topic.
2: All right, topic one... Uh... It's fall time, folks, if you haven't noticed. It the is leaves fall. Are falling, uh, things <laughs> are dying. Uh, it's time for layers and pumpkin spice lattes. And it's also time for some specific video games. Yeah. Uh, my question for the first topic was, uh, Tony, do you have any specific games you like to play around this time of year? And if not, then uh, any other time of the year? do you have specific games you like to play?
1: Uh, so when it comes to like c- games and like specific seasons fall specifically, I never really have anything. Cause like falls when like all the big releases tend to come out for the year. So like, right. I'm usually playing those. Um, I think it was around this time last year when I started Yakuza seven or was it? No, that was holiday. That was holiday. Yeah. Cause that came out winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to fall, I, I never really have like a specific game in mind. Like. Okay. But winter, however, like January, February, I, all, I don't know why, but there are two games that always well, three games that now that come into my mind whenever I, like I think of that time of the year. OK? And it's uh, Stardew Valley. Oh, interesting. Because that that was like the first time I ever played Stardew Valley. And I'm like, you, and it's like every time that time of year comes around, there's like nothing to play. And I like, I see Stardew in one of my like libraries. I'm like, yeah. oh, you know what? I, I want to play Stardew again. And I just do it. So it's like, it's always <laughs> at that time of the year. I always play Stardew. And I don't, and it's like maybe like for a month. And then it's like, I'm done with it because like new things are coming out again. Right. I also associate that time with Kingdom Hearts. Because it was also during that time of year where I played literally all the Kingdom Hearts games. And then it was at that same time of the year I played Kingdom Hearts 3 because that's when it came out. Right. And then recently, Persona. The Persona games. Because uh, it was around that time of year I finally got around to playing Persona 5. Put 100 plus hours into that game to get that platinum trophy. (laughs) Uh, Royal. Persona 5 Royal, specifically. right Yeah, Uh, yeah. Beautiful game. If you have not played the game, go play the game. Uh, or if you have Steam, go play Persona Four because both of the games are phenomenal. Uh, and uh, we have it's Persona's twenty-fifth anniversary, and we're gonna get like we're supposed to get like six announcements within the span of a year for Persona, which is huge. Damn. And, yeah. Uh, Holy cow. But that's really what I associate when it comes to fall. I never have anything specific that I associate with fall. Same with summer. Like summer. I associate sweating, being a sweaty gamer boy, um, because that's, because, you know, when you don't have AC, yeah, it, it, it sucks to game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I felt that this summer, particularly my, uh, my controller was drenched in sweat. God, from not having AC in my place. Uh, but what about you? Um, so fall, I mean, fall is my season, uh, in general, not just in video games. Um, I fucking love this season. I mean,
1: absolutely. I, I do too. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's like just right. Exactly. Like, it's perfect.
2: I, I love fall as well.
0: And also pumpkin
2: layers. You, what is, what did you say? You like pumpkins, pumpkins.
1: pumpkin pie, pumpkin, yeah, man, tarts, pumpkin. Hell
2: yeah. Pumpkin, anything, pumpkin, anything, um, man. So yeah, this is my season. And, Uh, A few games, the approach I take uh, has been really like uh, one for one. So like pretty much any game that has that kind of fall feel, uh, I love to play during that same time. So like don't starve. I'll usually revisit every year uh, because you like start in fall and it's it's very straightforward. It's like survival. Um, So I'll play that for a little bit um other like smaller games like uh the unravel games uh
0: have a lot of fall
2: vibes too they're very like comfy and cozy feeling uh another recent one i tried was 39 days to mars that's a smaller indie game uh it's like a 2d hand-drawn art style and it's about these two british like inventor guys who try and build a spacecraft to get to mars and it takes place over 39 days. And there's like a bunch of different mini games, like having to fix the like engine or uh, sillier stuff, like uh, making tea and scones for each other. <laughs> and it's like a co-op game too. So you can play with friends, which is so really nice fun. very um, British. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then more pertaining to just release schedule, uh, Fall is kind of when both Destiny games came out. So oh, I always yeah. kind of associate uh, the fall time with Destiny as well. So I'll like occasionally revisit those games too. Um, and then I'll also try and fit in some spooky games too. I'm not a oh, huge yeah, yeah. horror game spooky fan, games. but yeah, I uh, I intend to try and finish Luigi's Mansion 3 this fall. Uh, and then I've been playing a lot of Dead by Daylight as well. That's a fun, uh, simple multiplayer jump in and uh, get killed game.
1: Yeah, very (laughs) Um, much is.
2: So, yeah. And then it kind of just goes for the same type of thing for like the rest of the seasons, Uh, like summer. I'll play some like Forza Horizon, uh, open world driving, uh, play some like Sea of Thieves. That's got some big summer vibes. Um, And then, uh, kind of on the other end of the spectrum, games that have really nothing to do with the season. (laughs) Christmas time is when I first got into the uh, Uncharted games and the Wolfenstein games. So, I now always associate the holiday season with uh, killing Nazis. Hell yeah, (laughs) let's go. So, yeah. Yeah. I uh I've been making it a habit to revisit uh one or both of those games I played. I finished uh the Wolfenstein 2 campaign last Christmas. So, now I'm going to go back every year and try and get like the
1: collectibles and all that. God. You see, I would love to play the Wolfenstein games because they look like a, they're like a fun time. But I know of two, well, one trophy in each game that because I'm like you know what everything seems pretty easy. It's like, you know, play Play all the levels, do certain kill tasks, right. yada yada yada. But there's two trophies within like each one of those games, one trophy per game. Where it's like basically you play the game on like the the hardest difficulty. Where like if you die, you start. It's like having the the Iron Skull on in uh, yeah yeah Halo. And I'm like, no, I can't bring myself to do that. No, there's no so... way I can bring myself to do that and drive myself mad for that. <laughs>
2: So it's it's actually great you bring that up. My first two playthroughs of, well, I guess three, because I play uh, New Order, Old Blood, and uh, New Colossus. Yeah. And I've only played through each of them once so far. And the first playthrough, I played them all on the hardest difficulty. Huh. So now they're out of the way. But yeah, let me tell you, they were maddening how difficult they were um the second campaign was actually a little like anticlimactic with its like boss battle it was a very strange uh level but it was still like really freaking hard and luckily with uh new order and i think old blood uh they don't have that difficulty what you're talking about of the You die, you get sent back to the beginning. Uh, They only have the play on the hardest difficulty. It's number two, New Colossus, that has that difficulty. Ah. And I am in the same boat with you uh, because that difficulty actually unlocks once you've beaten it on hardest. Yeah. Uh, And I'm in the same boat, and I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. I'll complete everything else, but I am not even... I might try like once, and then... Do it for uh, the, like, like, doing
1: it for shits and giggles is one thing but yeah. then doing it for like actually trying to get it so i'm like nope 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 nope
2: yeah no exactly but yeah so i've been really enjoying uh those games during the christmas time uh and also just during the winter i'll play uh steep the snowboarding game.
1: That, yeah, that one. Def- I need to play Steve. I know it's oh, I don't know if it, how long it'll be on PlayStation now for. but I know it's on PlayStation now and I should play it.
2: Yeah, it's it's great. It's just a fun. It's kind of like Forza. It's just a nice like turn your brain off. I'll put my Spotify on and just like shred the hill for a little bit. Yeah,
1: I definitely think like oh, yeah. uh, a good game that I would play for like the winter just because it kind of fits. Is that Riders Republic? That's uh, that yeah, was- man. I'm
2: really looking forward to that. I uh, I'm excited to try that one out and see how, how it feels compared to steep since it's the same developer.
1: Yeah, it is. It is uh, Ubisoft and uh, the, whoever the actual developing development team is one more uh,
2: other. Well, I guess several games, but like ever since uh, Disney started doing the Christmas time release schedule for the star Wars films, it's now kind of solidified star Wars as like holiday time for me for now. So I've been like playing through some of the Star Wars games too, like Jedi Fallen Order. I played a couple Christmases ago and uh, like I'll, I'll revisit Battlefront two. I think I played the campaign during Christmas when that came out. And I played then, the, the uh, campaign for
1: Battlefront two when it was a uh, free for PlayStation now. Oh no, yeah. PlayStation plus. Cause Scar- right. Star Wars squadrons also went free for PlayStation plus. It did. Yeah. I, have yeah, and I haven't that- touched it yet
2: i i played through
1: that last uh holiday uh it's it's fine (laughs) it's um i feel like it's really for the big like the people who who like really love the flight and like the the, yeah it's definitely
2: for those types of people i also uh would love to revisit it when and if i ever get a psvr
1: i i I definitely feel like vr would make that so much cooler you might yeah i feel like if you have a queasy stomach though you probably shouldn't it's very disorienting at times for sure um
2: and then the other thing i'm not crazy about was the fact of how it is so like simmy uh you're stuck in the cockpit which like i respect for sure but like even just having the option of having that standard like third person view of your ship would have been great yeah, um, but yeah, it's fine. Especially like if you have it in your library, I definitely would say like
1: give it a try. Yeah, I definitely need to. But so many other games. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, there's one game that'll come back to any time of the year, and like, you can just you know download a new, start a new world, in it and uh, build stuff around whatever time of year it is, and that of course minecraft
2: yeah man that's me too i will i have countless hours in that game now and it's just i can always revisit it it's been nearly 10 years of playing that game and i haven't gotten sick of it so i imagine it'll it'll get played yearly Regularly,
1: is there any, are there any other game? We kind of really answered all the questions uh, that this topic has. Are there any other games that you associate with like the different seasons of the year or like that you go back to every year that um that we've missed or? Um, well, I
2: haven't played them yet but because of my association with uncharted and christmas time or like winter time i'm planning i finally own the uh modern tomb raider trilogy all three uh so i'm planning on diving into that to see if i can fit that into the uh, echelon of Christmassy games that aren't Christmassy (laughs) at all (laughs) Um, nice but then uh like halo i kind of associate with like fall winter kind of
1: I I oh, I definitely associate Halo with Fall. I don't know right. what it is, but it's like... Okay, I, I have to tell this story. I don't know what it is, but when I remember certain games and certain memories as a child, I, I also remember a specific smell. Does that happen to you? Uh, I don't know if it happens with smell. And it's not like like the smell of like pumpkins. Or, it's just like this smell. I can't describe what this smell is, but it's just a smell. Okay.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I I have that kind of association, but I I definitely see where you're coming from. Um for like springtime, uh the Ori games I kind of have have started associating those with uh springtime. Um what else? Rocket League. I watched a ton of Rocket League uh youtube videos last like summer yeah I'm a, it's I definitely also, a summer one for me yeah, that's why i, platinumed I like,
1: the game as well it was, was summer you platinumed it i platinumed it just the Holy base achie- i just the base achievements because thankfully they haven't divided like with all the expansions like their own achievements Oh okay gotcha but the base game, <laughs> i was gonna
2: say wow base game Tony, uh, big rocket
1: league fan <laughs> base game i platinumed it And I drove in a circle like maybe a thousand times to get that last trophy of like (laughs) 500 kilometers or something like that. Oh my God. It was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of circles.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I definitely associate that game with the summertime. I like started it back, uh, a few years ago, playing with friends in the summertime. And it's just like that competitive sports during the summer feel, you know, so, absolutely. But yeah, absolutely. I think that's kind of my list.
1: Yeah. All right then. Well, then with that, I think we'll hop on over to our second topic of the day. That topic being uh, game mechanics. What should be standard I kind of expanded on it what should be standard for specific video game genres because obviously there's a lot of genres out there and not all of them could work in specific games
2: uh, that could I, be a fun question though it, what mechanics should go in every game no matter what Um, good puzzle news. game fast uh, travel
1: yeah uh, yeah can't wait to fast travel to the fucking beginning of the stage <laughs> in the platformer <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, so starting off, I, I think we'll start with like one of the easier ones. Mechanics for like open world action GTA-esque type games. What are some of the mechanics that should barebone minimum be in those games to make them a masterpiece? So, I mean,
2: I'm just going to put the disclaimer out right now of my my framework for this question has been from playing ghost of Tsushima a lot and just my like such admiration for the uh polish and the refinement of those type of open world RPG mechanics that I've just been loving to death
1: Sucker Punch did a phenomenal job at the game the Iki expansion was great it was great the
2: uh side note the hallucinations were got a little out of hand yeah i will say
1: um but overall i i still loved it for sure uh, fun fact if you want to get all the trophies for the E.G. expansion you have to play through the legends story mode
2: yeah i found that out uh when going through the trophies list the other day yeah and uh but
1: honestly legends the legend story mode i'm like oh dang! it was actually kind of fun not gonna lie kind of fun. it was kind of fun
2: I started it and then I kind of dropped off uh, playing it. So I'll definitely like revisit it and see if I
1: can complete it, if only to get the trophy in the expansion. Because it's it's just—it's like a side story. You gotta go out of your way to this one location, and it's like I would like you to tell me a story. It's about (laughs) the campaign of Legends mode.
2: I haven't played it yet. I'll come back when (laughs) I have. Yeah. Shameless plug for their multiplayer mode inside their main game. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's kind of just been out of admiration for ghosts lately. So like uh, you listed in the breakdown here, like fast traveling anywhere. That seems like something I would not
1: want to live without. Uh, in future RPGs. I will also say that some games do it better than others. I want to say, I'm going to be honest here, I think one of the worst fast travel systems that I've played is Horizon Zero Dawns. Yeah. And the big reason is because it's like, you need to have a certain item, resources to do it. And I'm like, I don't like that. I really didn't like that.
2: Yeah, it's just one more thing. I mean, like, if you stay on top of that resource management, it's not as big of a deal, but like, yeah it's just another thing that you have to keep track of which isn't
1: ideal um and like resource resource management and crafting i'm like i'm I'm usually fine with that like that's like a big thing nowadays and it's usually like fine how they do it is like one thing like ghost again ghost does it well it's like there's like three specific types of items you can find and then Mm -hmm. there's three tiers of those items
2: yeah yeah they keep it pretty basic for sure with the like crafting and and like uh resource for like upgrading and whatnot, which is great my like penultimate thing from ghost that I've been loving is the uh armor tier uh cosmetic look that you can select yeah where like once you've like upgraded certain armor types, yeah you can like go back and choose the like base armor look if you liked that look, or you can have like middle tier look, which I just absolutely love. The only thing that could like maybe take it a step further is like being able to wear one set of armor for the look and then have the stats of other armor. But I mean, that doesn't necessarily break the game for me. So I think that's something that definitely needs to be implemented more in more RPGs of having like, cosmetic availability but then also picking like stats for stuff
1: i know that one game that does that uh that actually does that was uh dragon quest 11 uh okay. like i was i was as you say that like i know that there's a game that did that and it was dragon quest 11 you're able to like if there's like certain outfits that you right. can put on but it's also like like you can get the stats of it, but then you can go into like outfit selector. It's like, oh hey, do you actually want to look like what you're wearing or one of these other outfits that you've unlocked? I'm like, oh, that's really cool, and uh, uh, I, 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 it's a good, it's a cool feature to have. Definitely,
2: absolutely, it's just one more layer of customization you can have, which is great.
1: I don't know. Um the waypoint system is is nice but like then again that's almost standard at this rate of like you'll, you Yeah, you'd... it's pretty hard to like screw that up. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I have a challenge for game developers. Fuck it up. <laughs> I want to well, see you fuck this up because <laughs> I don't know how anybody could. I want to see somebody fuck this up because I think that would be hilarious. Well, and to put a different
2: spin on it too, just like get creative with it with how Ghost did, right? Yeah, like Ghost had the lid system
1: and that was really exactly
2: they went super minimal with like the HUD. So any way to like be able to immerse yourself more in that world, which I would argue is one of the core like properties of open world RPG is like that's what you want to do is immerse yourself. So like anything you can do with those mechanics to immerse the player more like is all the better.
1: Yes, absolutely. 100%. I think that's really about it for like the, the main like open world part of it. What about combat itself? So my first, uh,
2: open world RPG, I believe was Skyrim. And,
1: that which, game's w- combat Sorry, system. which which Skyrim? There's there's 10 <laughs> versions <apologies>. of these. <laughs> uh, on
2: the Smart Sync version of Skyrim. Ah, no. yes. Uh, uh back when it like first came out. Uh that was like my first foray into open world RPGs, I pr- I believe. And going back to it now, there's so much to love about that game. Uh but the combat, I feel, in my opinion, is something to be desired. <laughs> Especially, like, when comparing it to things like The Witcher or Ghost of Tsushima. Um, even something like Kena, Bridge of Spirits, has a pretty good combat system. And, like, I think one of the foundations of that is, like, I think parry combat is pretty... A pretty good way to go in terms of that especially when you're like thinking of like especially in Skyrim's case of it's literally you're just like hacking at each other
1: <laughs> until ha, ha, you dies. block ha, I win
2: yeah like unless you have a shield and then it sort of changes slightly but then even like when you're fighting magic casters or something you have to like go up to them <laughs> whack your sword against them yeah um so like even introducing some sort of parry combat for like ranged stuff too, whether it be like ranged magic where you can like parry with a magic shield or something um obviously bow and arrow doesn't like necessarily work with that yeah um but i don't know i feel like the more I've been getting into games with that type of system, the more I want it to kind of be a staple.
1: I absolutely agree with that. Having the parry system is like very nice. And, and uh, even like Lost Judgment, they actually just introduced like a parry type. Like legit, like they're th- they, uh, in the first Judgment game, there's two types of combat you're able to use. It's like Crane for like multi enemies, and then Tiger for like focusing on one on one. And they introduced a third one, Snake, in Lost Judgment, and that involves a lot of parrying. It's very cool. And it very much also comes to show that, yeah, like this, a standard, like parrying is very much becoming a standard of, like, these open world games for combat combat wise. And I can't wait when uh, Elder Scrolls 6 drops without without it.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to where to go with that man it's 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 gonna be interesting to say the least to see how that game turns out
1: yeah and i mean it's still like a ways away like what's the next one Starfield? starfield
2: yeah starfield's next year i can't wait to parry
1: with my space gun <laughs> i don't know why it's yeah. there but it's there <laughs>
2: yeah it's uh I guess with, like, gun combat, I don't know if there's really much. I feel like we've yeah, kind honestly, of perfected like, the formula with like, gun like combat. Like, we really kind
1: of, like, like, gun combat, like, there really isn't much more to perfect. Like, I think Fallout has some of the best, better of it, but that's also mostly because of the VAT system of being able to, like...
2: Yeah, that's very, like, a niche type a gun combat. It's, like, turn-based, essentially, gun combat, so...
1: They, they had it good for like every Fallout game and then they kind of ruined it for, with 76. Because it's like, oh, yeah, but it's all online. You can't slow down time. Ha ha. And, the, and you're just like, oh, God, why? Why have I done this yeah. to myself? <laughs> but then again, you uh, should be asking that if you're playing Fallout 76. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just that question in general with that game. Why have I done this to myself? Why have
1: I done this to myself?
2: Why um, are we here? To suffer speaking of like gun combat though like thinking about like the halo games for example it's not necessarily gun specific but like enemy uh dynamics is something that also should be yes uh looked at too where you like have to because this also comes back to ghost as well right like uh you have to kind of plan out and strategize as to okay which enemies am I taking out first what weapons can I use against these enemies what are their weaknesses right uh same with like the whole ghost thing of like which stance am I using with which enemies what uh tools can I use um so enemy di- more enemy dynamics uh would be great cuz like with something like Halo 4 is an example of something that or that didn't work really because They had really OP enemies that basically just made a food chain for the whole game of like, okay, take these guys out first, then we can deal with these guys and then these guys and so on and so forth. So it doesn't exactly lend to a dynamic uh, combat experience
1: necessarily. Definitely. And also like more weapon variety is usually nice. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it
2: also that can be a subjective thing too, right? With like going back to Ghost obviously, of like you have your your one sword, but then also you have a variety of tools and gadgets and stuff to play with. So,
1: exactly. Uh what about some bog standard RPG standards? Uh one thing I mean, and for me one if, if it's like a proper RPG game like with the party system and all that, now, I know this might be controversial, but i i I really enjoy games where like even if your like teammates aren't in certain teammates aren't in a battle, everybody still gains the experience you want that to be a thing yes, absolutely. Okay. I think that should start being a standard and, and so I know that people like specific are, leveling. I, yeah and i know that people are like kind of getting like because even like pokemon's introduced that now too with the exp all but honestly Mm -hmm. it makes sense because like dragon quest 11 does that persona 5 does that a lot of rpg games do the whole party experience thing and like pokemon didn't do that before and like yeah like it does make the game like you know a bit more challenging of like needing to individually grind out your pokemon's levels But it it removes that essence of grinding because grinding sucks. It sucks. Even doing something along the lines of like having a,
2: a charm system equipped to certain characters or like have two characters like linked or something. So that like if one gets one, one gets experience, the other gets one, but not everyone. So like, I mean, there's kind of a compromise there
1: definitely but like definitely like more spread of exp spread that's like what i think like a huge for rpgs should like start being a bit more standard yeah um i can't speak to like original
2: uh rpg type games much but uh i mean i don't know if this is necessarily only rpg specific but like dialogue trees have had a problem uh a lot where, like, they have the facade of your choices matter and there's a bunch of different paths to take. Yeah. But it's very, it's like... It doesn't matter what you pick an because deep, you're going to end you know? up at
1: the same point in the end.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's so all
1: like, flavor text.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, working that those kinks out for that system would be great. And then also for, like, quest stuff in RPGs I think just having more I think it kind of comes down more to writing than anything for both of these systems of like uh having more than like oh Timmy stuck in a well can you go save him brave traveler uh I'll give you my family sword in exchange you know like that type of like I would like a little bit more originality and a little less cliché in my like side, because
1: like the side quests, I want more just originality in my side quests. I don't want to save Timmy. I want to. Sa- <laughs> I, I don't want to save Timmy. I want to save. I Bimmy. want Timmy to save
2: me. I want Timmy well. to
1: save me <laughs> from my mental health issues because I just <laughs> witnessed my girlfriend getting hung. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, hey, you know what? I'll give it to you there. That's original. That's original. You go to, you got to go to Yield's therapy because of a story thing that happened, but the therapy is optional because that's what just like real life, therapy is optional. But you should go see if but if you actually need to go to a therapist, go to a therapist, kids. Yeah. Definitely recommended, but entirely
2: <laughs> optional for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, there we go. There's an RPG
1: mechanic. More therapy sessions. What the- more please. therapy. I I've only ever pla- the only time I've ever had to go to therapy in a video game was in Grand Theft Auto 5. <laughs> I want more. I don't know what. I want more. Oh man. Uh, wow. I got two more genres that I wrote down. Um platformers and racers. Are there any standards for those that you can think of? Oh I I'm sorry, oh, I have man. I have one for platformer. Jumping. <laughs> uh in what sense? You you just want jumping? <laughs> I, I, you might think, well, what? That's like, of course, it's gonna be. Well, no. But have you seen Ballad Wonderworld? Oh God, no! Actually, I've only heard things about how god awful that game yeah. is. Ballad Wonderworld makes you appreciate a lot of other platformer games.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know if I have much to say about like platformers. Yeah, uh, honestly, I they mean, kind of movement is definitely movement is a big
1: thing, and that really comes down to the developers themselves, though. Like Nintendo, yeah. they have movement down to an art, honestly, for those games.
2: Yeah, and like something like Hollow Knight has pretty fluid movement, and like the Ori games have phenomenal movement. So. I think Celeste has pretty damn good movement too, if I remember correctly.
1: Uh a big thing about a lot of those games as well is like your movement improves the further you progress as well because you get upgrades and all that stuff as well.
2: Yeah, building off that uh building on top of each skill is definitely an asset and then having those skills work with one another too. Uh racing games Uh, I have even less to contribute. Uh, I mean, like, I play a bit of Horizon uh, and, like, a couple arcade racers here and there. Like, do you have any ideas?
1: As long as I can drift good is good.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's really all that I can really care about. Um, I was playing... uh, I recently got into Game Pass, finally. And I... Downloaded a indie game called Art of Rally. And it's uh I don't know how I feel about it yet. Cause like I'm not exactly like a a pro race gamer or anything, but like it's controls feel very odd, and I still have yet to figure out how drifting works exactly in that game. Cause like you have the standard like handbrake reverse, but then I find that I get the most success and I'm using that term generously uh, (laughs) with just like the amount of like uh, I don't even know how to describe it like but like the amount of angle I put on my turning stick while driving as opposed to actually using the handbrake or anything so yeah I don't know it's definitely like drifting is uh, a big component for sure
1: anything else you want to add
2: i don't think so i just want to i think any excuse i can uh have to reiterate how much i love ghost of tsushima yeah
1: absolutely <laughs> that games
2: mechanics while it doesn't necessarily revolutionize anything it certainly takes uh advantage of the advancements we've made in those uh gameplay mechanics and whatnot and puts them in a pretty little bow
1: That it does. That it does. With that, it's time for us to now
0: move on to the bonus level. Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level.
1: And this week, uh, starting with the community corner, where I do my best to remember to post a thing in the Discord at the start of every week, which I've been bad on now for two weeks in a row uh but we get questions from the third community. third time's a charm third time's a charm maybe maybe next week i'll remember but we got two questions from the community this week uh, first from our boy who we brought up earlier our boy zach actual trash phd because he's got a phd in trash least favorite game my least
2: favorite game oh man well let me consult my favorite games list First of all,
1: and on the opposite end of that from our from my moderator t c uh favorite game most favorite game of all time,
2: okay, well, that's an even more complicated question, but I mean currently the list reads halo three for favorite game alrighty um and then going off the same list uh least favorite is currently halo five uh so you can see my breadth of <laughs> video game.
1: Uh, Halo three tendencies. best, Halo five worst.
2: <laughs> it starts and ends with Halo. I'll, I'll just say that much. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: oh, what have I
2: freaking played lately?
1: Like for me, my my best, my most favorite game is probably like the First Judgment. I love the First Judgment a lot. Okay. And on the least favorites, I mean, my cop out is always Duke Nukem Forever, but that, it's a cop, it's a cop out though, because like it, it's not fun, it's not good, it's eh. right, but um, it's a cop out as well, because it's Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> I mean, I could go back to my and my controversial answer is Super Mario sixty four. But every time I say that, I get it shit and people want to fucking stab me, which I understand, but, like, bro. Uh,
2: I mean, it's definitely not my least favorite game by any means, but, like,
1: I kind of gave up on Breath of the Wild. Wow. Okay, if you thought people want to, st- I thought people wanted to stab me, but, oh.
2: Yeah, I'll take the
1: heat uh, okay. from you, uh, Tony. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, actually, you know what, though?
2: I will say, uh, I think something that comes close to least favorite for Halo Five uh, that I recently played was The Last Guardian.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, oh wait, actually no. You know what? My I, I, uh, scratch my other two. Uh, my least favorite game is definitely Shadow of the Colossus. Oh yeah, that's another one that was pretty I'm, hard. It, <laughs> I, I play if you if you if you caught my stream if you because I streamed it one day. I'm like you know what, I'm finally gonna play it. You caught my stream of it. And the game actually crashed at one of the fucking bosses. Oh no. And you know how that game works, where it's like, you know, it saves at the fucking temple and that's it. And then yeah. you gotta go to each boss. I'm like, and we're done with Shadow of the Colossus, everybody. <laughs> and I was here's the other thing. I was not having fun with that game from the get-go. It was No, dude, it is It has like, so many issues of pacing yeah, dude. and controls. Dude, it is like it's
2: beautiful to look at. uh, Well, I was just gonna say it is the definition of a remaster (laughs) because they they improved the graphics and that's about it.
1: (laughs) It is clunky to high hell. Yeah. So you know what? That's my Um, answer for my least favorite game is Shadow of the Colossus because Mario 64 is like what I would say is the most overrated game of, of I like extremely overrated. And, right. uh, again, you do you it forever? is just a cop out.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'll say like Halo five is probably like one of my most disappointed, uh, games. Um, but like, yeah, last guardian was just not good. I like the camera is super like just jarring and clunky. The mechanics are weird. Uh, the save points are like very sporadic and random. So also a very pretty game to look at, but it's doesn't
1: get much more than that. Uh, with that, moving on to top five next on the topic of a- actors and movies and video games, top five actors who you would like to see play a specific video game character.
2: Oh God. Um, Actually, you know what? I was thinking uh the other day about this. I would actually be intrigued to see uh The Rock play Kratos. Okay. I mean, first of all, just on a physique level, he matches that standard uh, absolutely. pretty well. Um but then like, I don't know, I'd love to see cuz like he's supposed to he's playing Black Adam and i feel like we're going to see like a lot of rage from him Ooh, hopefully anyway yeah. so like we might get a little glimpse in, into that as to how he handles a character with that um so yeah i would i'd be intrigued to see him play kratos um oh man other characters do you have do you want to go back and forth do you have yep one?
1: yes okay at number five danny devito as wario <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh actually you know what i'll put a joke answer in uh elon musk
1: is wario <laughs> yes uh uh do we have an update of whether or not snl got sued by nintendo for that yet oh i have no idea because I feel like they, they, I feel like Nintendo would have been like, "Whoa, yeah. hey there, Saturday Night Live! You want to say that again?" God. Um, uh, at number four, I have uh, Danny DeVito as Bottles the Mole from Banjo Kazooie.
2: <laughs> Are all your answers, Danny DeVito?
1: <laughs> Maybe,
2: but you got to
1: see who he's playing first.
2: As this is an actual casting. Uh. I'm really interested to see uh Jack Black as Claptrap in the upcoming Borderlands movie.
1: Oh okay, yes. Actually, yeah, I am very intrigued to, also, see, to see
2: that. Uh just connecting back to the Mario movie, good for Jack Black on getting all these video game roles. Yeah.
1: I mean he is uh a, a gamer. He has he's I I'm pretty sure he's, like, yeah. talked about, like, with his YouTube, a YouTube channel. Yeah, he has a YouTube he? channel, yeah. and I think he's uh, done some video game content on, yeah, like, with does. a live stream here or there, I think.
2: He totally has. I'm actually going to do a bit of a cop-out as well. I would love to see a younger Jack Black play uh, or star in a Brutal Legend movie. I think that's, am I remembering that game correctly?
1: Yeah, Brutal that Legend? that's the one where he actually voiced the, the main character, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, just bring just make a movie for it and have him play, just reprise the role as him, exactly. seeing him.
2: yeah. Do like do a current Jack Black, old Jack Black, and do like a Logan version of Br- Brutal Legend 2 or something,
1: yeah. Um, uh, my number three is uh Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito as Xehanort, <laughs> oh, <damn it. laughs> as who Xehanort, uh, the main villain of Kingdom Hearts. No. <laughs> the keyblade, Sora. I need the keyblade. I'm the trash, oh man. God. I need the keyblade. Oh my god. Um this
2: was a fan casting I saw recently. Uh did you watch The Falcon and the Winter Soldier?
1: I have not yet.
2: Okay. Well, the um one of the cast members uh I know that Anthony
1: Mackie got cast for the Twisted Metal oh, show. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, he did. Um well, Erin Kellyman plays uh one of the like antagonists. Uh-huh. Uh she was also in the Solo movie.
1: Okay. Oh, um, I I have seen uh, I have seen Solo.
2: Yeah, she plays the like uh I don't even remember the Star Wars name, but like uh the the main female lead. Uh no, not her. She plays the like uh the or like the antagonist with the mask at the like near the end of the movie, and then she like takes oh, it off and, and then she's a good guy she's like the the, yeah, yeah rebel leader or yes. whatever. Um, I saw her fan cast as uh, Aloy for a Horizon movie see or that, TV actually. show.
1: I can see that. Yeah,
2: me too. I would, I would definitely be into that. What am I at
1: three, four? Uh, that yeah, that would be three because uh, my number two is uh Danny DeVito as uh Batman Arkham Knight Penguin
2: <laughs> no actually you know what that that might be a joke answer but
1: that's probably the
2: most like serious
1: that's most no that one, one. that was actually serious that was actually <laughs> serious like just I would like to see Danny DeVito reprise as Penguin but like That'd a different great. version of him of course yeah
2: absolutely it's kind of gonna be a twofer. Okay. Um the last of a show is coming out yes. next year or a couple of years. Uh, I'm going to tease. I found out a casting for one of the characters and I like my jaw dropped to the floor. Uh, I'm not going to reveal it for, uh, NDA sake and not getting sued.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, are we allowed to, are we allowed to tell the, the people here that you actually, uh, uh, have relation to the show in some form? I worked on the show, yes. Yeah, we we can can say it. it. We can say that. We can say that. Um,
2: That's all I'll say, though. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I found out a casting for one of the characters, and I'm very intrigued to see uh, how they portray him. It's just going to be very interesting. But I'm also very much looking forward to seeing how Pedro and Bella do as joel and ellie um and i'll leave it at that for the sake of not getting sued <laughs> my number one okay, hold on can i guess can <laughs> you I guess know what? yeah take, take a guess take a guess uh does his name start with a d and end
1: in any devito <laughs> <laughs> yeah as you know wow uh it's uh day De devito as kevin hart has roland
2: <laughs> oh god that sounds like a very controversial
1: role <laughs> it is uh, but no it all, Vito. It, in all seriousness no it's Danny DeVito as Cortana Co- <laughs> as Cortana from the Halo games? yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's you know my top five
2: wow oh my god Okay, my number one is um, uh, in the Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout feature film. uh, I want to see Chris Pratt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Yeah, absolutely. Just give him him everything. Ah, yes. Uh, With that, that's top five. Uh, Moving on to this week in gaming history. From uh, September 27th to October 3rd, here's what happened in the past. On the 27th, 1992, Square Enix released Dragon Quest V on the Super Famicom in Japan. On the 28th, and 2017, Sidebar Games released Golf Story for the Switch in North America. The little golfing RPG game that came out. On the 29th, 1996, Super Mario 64 was released on the N64 in North America. On the 30th, in 2008, Sega released arguably one of the worst Sonic games of all time, Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood, for the DS in North America. On October 1st, 1999, Pokemon Yellow was released for the Game Boy Color in North America. On the 2nd, in 2012, 2K Games released NBA 2K13 for the 360 and the PlayStation 3 in North America. And on the 3rd... 2005 Nintendo released Pokémon XD: Gale of Darkness on the GameCube in North America. The achievement of the week this week is in Lost Judgment, A Man Among Amons, which is to defeat the opponent. Bless you. <laughs> uh it's to defeat the opponent who makes the final request, which as a staple of the Yakuza series, it's the secret the hidden boss Amon fight, which is legit in every Yakuza game, so it's expected. And the game of the week this week is I'm giving it to Hot Wheels Unleashed. Nice. Yeah.
2: Hope that does well and hope uh, the track creator is really good.
1: Yeah. I'm excited for that game. Nick, thank you for coming on the podcast. Where can we find you on the internet?
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me, Tony. It's been a blast as always. Took some turns. Um, yes. You can find me <laughs> on Twitter uh, at no Damn good 1104 And you can also find me on the Out of Focus podcast on uh, all your favorite podcast listening services with my buddies, Michael and Scott. Uh, No affiliation with The Office. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you uh, can come join us over there where uh, every episode we take a movie or a video game, TV series, uh, whatever we're enjoying lately. And we kind of give a breakdown to one of the other uh, hosts who has not experienced it. Uh, kind of give some production notes, how it got made, uh, a little breakdown of the story or game mechanics if it's a game. And then uh, just kind of let uh, chaos ensue from there. Uh, I think the last episode we did,
1: what did we do? I think it might have been Shark Boy and Lava Girl. That sounds right. I'm pulling up your Spotify, right? The Spotify right now for it to confirm. Uh, yep, yeah. Yeah. Sharkboy and Lava Girl.
2: And then uh, we've got uh the finale, so to speak, for the uh, James Bond PS2 game trilogy. Oh. Um, Everything or Nothing, I believe it's called. Uh, And that one's a big episode. It's going to be two hours uh yeah so we dive into that game and uh coming in down the pipeline we also have uh, an episode planned for uh cowboy bebop the uh uh late 90s anime yeah it's my very first anime ever it's a good one to watch i still need to watch it it's it's very good i have no real uh frame of reference (laughs) since it's my first anime but uh I loved every second of it. So let's go. We'll be uh doing an episode on that. So yeah. And then uh Out of Focus will be also coming on to your podcast eventually. Yeah. When we get it all figured out. So yes. uh
1: that should be chaos as well. Absolutely. <laughs> we might do a hybrid episode where we do the proper gaming news and headline of the week, but we make the main topic an actual like segment of like out of focus. Oh um, man, yeah. It'd be cool to see. Uh and of course you can find me. At Tony's Game Lounge on Twitch and Instagram, and at Radio Tony on Twitter, and as well as uh, Tony's Game Lounge on TikTok, where we repost highlights of the podcast episodes, so you can nice and you can find those everywhere as well. I post them everywhere, but uh, that way you can hear the best of parts of each episode. Yeah, thank you once again, Nick. Always a blast to have you on, and glad to have you on uh, one of two times this season.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Thanks again,
1: Tony. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We will be back next week with a brand new episode right here in the Game Lounge.
0: Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.